0: Lisa, welcome back to The Healing Path, a podcast created to connect our broken hearts as we take away the stigma of telling the truth about grief. Two decades or more after grieving the profound losses of two of my children, it finally occurred to me that I could choose to end the struggle. All the work over the years of trying to shield myself and those around me from my raw, unbridled pain hadn't gotten me anywhere but here right here, smack in the middle of this relentless struggle. After years of yearning and reading and journaling and meditating and praying, trying to achieve some state of quote-unquote feeling better, I now know that feeling better was never a worthy goal. Looking back, I wish someone had told me that it wasn't my job to feel better, but rather to create a life around the massive craters in my heart that would never move or be filled again. Finally, this is a goal I can work with. So I created the healing path to share our experiences and our compassion on our journeys to shift our energy from covering up our scars and instead wearing them as the medals of honor that they are. So today we're talking again about our grief public service announcement series, and we're on number four today. That is, there is no right thing to say to a loved one, no correct thing. And this does overlap a little bit with our grief series, um, public service announcement number two, which was when you love someone, it never goes away. They do overlap a little bit, but the, the critical piece of understanding is whether you're the one grieving or supporting someone who is, there are no correct words to say. Uh, When my daughter died in 1997, there was nothing that could be said to me that felt good or Even comforting. Um, Thinking back, even the phrase, at least she's not suffering anymore, felt offensive. I couldn't hear anything anyway, as I think all my senses went completely numb for many months, if not years after. Likewise, there was nothing I could do to say to help others feel better, because they knew they were helpless, too. Alexis was gone, never to return. I couldn't tell others it will be okay, because I didn't believe that. I couldn't breathe for months let alone try to console someone trying to console me. So the service announcement here is that we can let ourselves and others off the hook where grief is concerned. Since there's no right thing to say, I suggest actions speak louder than words. Being present is the most valuable gift you can give someone who's grieving. I also think, as the person suffering profound loss, we can allow others to be present even though we need to decide for ourselves What level of their presence is comfortable? In other words, don't say yes to things that don't feel right, and be mindful of setting your own boundaries. I don't have intel about grief that will resonate with everyone, and that is not my intention. I can, though, speak from my intimate relationship with loss and grief and shock and horror that accompanied the deaths of my daughter Alexis in 1997 and my son Emmanuel, who died in 2002, I can only speak to what I've learned and share the things I wish I'd known and or others around me had known. Being present to a person in grief is to be unattached to their wellness and recovery. Your presence is merely the simple that life continues. Send cards, leave messages, and simply communicate, I'm here in whatever form that resonates with you. You don't need to fix anything. You can't anyway, and you don't need to make the person feel better, and you probably won't anyway. So since there are no right words to say, let's upgrade our goal from getting it right, which sometimes paralyzes people to say nothing at all, and don't, please don't do that, or causes them to run for the hills for fear of saying the wrong thing. Let's upgrade that goal to the goal of being consistently present. If you're challenged, try communicating something like, I know I can't fix this, but I'm here with you. Or I can't imagine what this is like. If you want to talk about it, I want to listen. Or what's your day like or what are your days like? Asking open-ended, caring questions that let your loved one know you need nothing from them, but that you are there for them is the closest we can get to saying the right thing to someone who's grieving. If that feels too difficult, try snail mailing a playing card that says, I'm thinking of you, it must be hard. And for those in grief, try to remember that people who say what may feel like the wrong thing need our grace and patience too. They are no more prepared or skilled to show up and navigate a tragic situation than we are. Let's generously assume that they're trying, they care, and they don't mean to communicate in a way that may feel bad to us, try to receive the love without interpreting the form in which it's delivered. So that is all for today on grief series PSA number four. There's no right thing to say. This was posted back in July of 2021. And I want to thank you for listening today. Um, please feel free to check out any additional posts that might interest you on our website, lisamcfarland.com. Uh, Coming in the future is also our online digital support community, which we're in the midst of building. That um, site is called scars to metals, S-C-A-R-S-2, the number two metals, M-E-D-A-L-S.com coming soon. And yeah, thanks for listening. Stay present, stay grateful and stay healing.